Welcome to the OFX Podcast. I'm Dave Claxton, and along with me is the miniature marvel of impaired mobility. And for her, I used that before, but for you guys, I didn't. So it's still fresh and new. <laughs> Bethany McChesney. I didn't even say your name. Like, like you don't have a name anymore. You're just all these other things now. I'm just alliterations now. <laughs> They're not always alliterations. That's a lot of pressure. Sometimes yeah. they, they change a little bit. But how are you doing? How's your weekend? Because like, it was crazy. So what did you actually get in? Yeah. So I, I was pretty glued to all the OCRWC coverage. Um, I just love seeing all the exciting obstacles and the new stuff that they come out with. So I was pretty glued to that. And then watching our Canadians at Tahoe as well. So I was kind of going back and forth between the two. All right. So we'll, we'll do a Spartan later on because there's lots to talk yeah. about there. And, uh, mm -hmm. and we have our guests that's very relevant to that. So so you say you, you saw the obstacles and stuff. Um, what ones jumped out at you? Because there's this, some stuff with the obstacles that jumped out at me, both on the good and the bad, but mostly good, mostly good. Yeah, okay, so I'm blanking on the name now. So it, Valkyrie goes up and the one that goes down was called? Canyon. Canyon. So that one looks really fun to me. And it was interesting because you don't always know what an obstacle is going to feel like until you get on it. But I was watching a lot of videos of some people really struggling on it and women coming back up from underneath. And uh, it was just really interesting to see. So um, because, again, that obstacle where you, you go down, you have to go under a bar and you have to be in a really tight, tucked position. So you kind of you're not able to use your swing anymore. So the momentum's gone. So now you have to start doing pull ups up the rings. And uh, I just, I think it looked like a fantastic obstacle and um, totally different than Valkyrie, even though it's like the same thing, just upside down. It, that would definitely be one that would, would favor you, obviously, right? Because yes. compact, right? You, you could be straight, you could stand straight up underneath. And I probably could. <laughs> but you, well, like I, but you saw Leon do it. Leon was probably one of the, I don't know if you saw his, but it was one of the smoothest through it. And he's obviously a shorter guy, but he yeah. went through nice and smooth. Um, what did you think about, so on the 3K they had, what did you think about them raising it up for the 15K? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. If, if an obstacle takes so many people's bands on a, a race where they're less fatigued, then ultimately it, it was probably a good decision. But it really seemed to change the obstacle now because people could swing through it. So now you're taking that element out that kind of made it um, different than other obstacles where momentum was key. So I mean, I get it. It's fine. Like, but, and, but then I saw people just fly through it after that. Well, it almost became two rings and a bell. Like, yeah. Because I think they, you know, for a term that I guess my son has taught me, they nerfed it a little too much. You know, it was just, it made it a little too easier. I, I would have just, if they wanted to make it easier, maybe raise it up, maybe like six, eight inches, not 20 inches, and then lower the bell as well. I think that was just a bit oh, too much. I get where they yeah. were going at, though. I mean, you know, they're always trying to get that certain level of completion. And oops, I think if they had kept the bell up and um, and raised it only about six, eight inches, as opposed to, I think they went 20 to 22 inches. Like, that's... Too that's much. pretty significant now. That's massive. Like, on and, and, you know, I joked that you could have been straight up underneath the other one. But this one, you probably could have, you know, just yeah. left the knees and gone through. So I think that was a bit much. But... You know, they want that level of completion and, you know, they do what they can to get it. So they know better than us. Yeah. Um, other than that, did, did any of the other obstacles grab you? Because for me, I thought Ricochet. That looks really fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, just uh, a great twist on an old, something old and basic, you know? Yeah, it, again, you, you're kind of just dealing with rings, but you completely change the dynamic of the obstacle. And I was kind of watching too, because again, with my reach being so small and like women had to really stretch out, but I think that it's it was still completely within everybody's capabilities. You just had to really push off of that wall, but I loved that obstacle. That one looked really fun. I think one of the things a lot of people missed was just which hand you start with leading with the right hand so that you're facing the correct direction when you're trying to bounce off that board oh yeah because you know they'd end up looking the wrong way and trying to bounce and then having to switch hands and yeah it looked like a lot of fun i was amazed that it caused a lot of issues like it it did 
cost it? stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of people that struggled with it. A lot of people that would fail the first time and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, they had Pendulum. And that was, mm-hmm. I mean, Pendulum, I think, will be forever famous for the Kempson Pass. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, um, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. It was just so quick. He came out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's an obstacle, too, that really rewards uh, taking risks. And I think I think normally you would have saw Logan take a little more risk. I don't think he saw Kempson coming at all. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to be safe and secure and Kempson just dove through. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, that was exciting. Um, so why don't we start with the women's race? We'll start with the women's 3K. And I mean, we're we're gonna we're just gonna dabble here because we do have a guest coming later. But yeah. How'd you feel though? How'd you feel the 3K went for the women? Did did it go as you thought it would? Did you have Lindsay to win? Um, I I mean, I would never have counted Lindsay out, but I was kind of thinking it'd be a little bit closer with her and Rose. Rose definitely has that leg speed. Um, and it was really tight there with Rose and Lindsay, but uh, Lindsay did come out on top. So um, I know Rose took a few good tumbles in that race too. So I don't know if that kind of got her off her rhythm a little bit. That stuff happens though in OCR and I know she's used to it and kind of mentally getting right back into it. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I don't think anyone's ever surprised if Lindsay wins. I was with Ida. I know Ida is so strong on obstacles, so I was kind of expecting her to give Lindsay a little bit more of a push with that one too. But I think with the travel and she's been away from home now, it's probably been three weeks just with her two week quarantine and everything else. So you don't always know how that kind of stuff plays in people. So I thought I actually had picked Ida to win. I thought, because originally it was supposed to be pouring rain. Uh, Lindsay has had not the greatest year when it comes to technical obstacles. And I thought that in the 3K, there may actually be some more technical obstacles. I thought you might see Gibbons in there and stuff like that. So originally when I thought Ida would win, that was kind of my case. Um, And then it ended up being beautiful, perfect dry weather. It just really played into, it went from everything was going to be in Ida's favor to all of a sudden everything is now in in Lindsay's favor. Yeah. And, you know, to to Lindsay's credit as always, she just ran a great race. She was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. Did you see Ida at the finish line? Uh to, when she overtook Rose? No, 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 just after the race. Well, I heard there was some dehydration issues and she might have passed out or she was pretty close they had to carry her away from the finish line she like talking left it all out there for a 3k she really went after it wow so i mean that was cool and then yeah she had that pass on rose at um ricochet Ricochet. yeah and i just showed just says like how much that efficiency helped on that obstacle yeah it is so smooth moving moving through obstacles and when you watch her she just has it nailed down and just that body awareness and space and changing directions and she just has that down. Yeah, she was fantastic. And like I said, Ed, I was just, I was amazed watching her. She did a great job. I was really impressed. Mm-hmm. But Lindsay's just Lindsay. She's just <laughs> unreal. Um, then if we go for the women's 15K, again, I thought it was a great race. And the biggest, I was obviously on the broadcast. The biggest excitement for me, and we didn't get to see it because we were watching uh, VJ, or sorry, not VJ. We were watching the finish of the men's race at this time. So we're watching Ryan Kempson finish off and, and win his first championship. And in the process, I had this little camera in the corner that everybody else couldn't see, watching Lindsay struggle again and again and again on Lagaffe. And she must really? have been there. Yeah, she must have been there for two minutes. So she lost. And that's what I mean. We we I wanted we wanted to show up, but at the same time, you gotta show the end of the end of the race oh why how was she struggling on the gaff a a lot of people struggled with this they were struggling trying they were getting from pole to pole but then they were struggling getting the pole to move and i mean we spoke about it um you know we've got a lot of experience in there bracken and i especially were talking about it whereas you need to get off the one pole onto the next one with momentum so that you bring it with you use your weight to advantage and most people were just kind of climbing onto the next one and then trying to jerk it over and it was a struggle but uh that was the point at that, that point of the race where uh, Lindsay, she lost her bottle, a lot of her lead, but then when Rose got there, she had the same issues. Oh. And Ida got on there and one time through. 
<laughs> and then that's where that's oh, where okay. that all all changed. So I mean, that was interesting. I do hope that they next time in the in the planning stage, maybe they put the gaff back down in the festival area because it still seems to get some people. And there was a lot of rings in the festival area. It was a lot of ring, 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 ring. Yeah, little, yeah, little something shake. a little different. Little shake up, but I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's for nitpicking over crap because this was an amazing race. But yeah, but that was good. So yeah, that was exciting. And to me, uh, the person who impressed me most in the women's field was Chris Roglowski. Mm -hmm. I mean, just she's racing everything, every distance, everywhere. It seems like every weekend. Yeah, she and does ultras too. She does savage. Yeah. yeah. And she's, she's still really young. Like I find someone to be, I don't know how old she is now. I'm going to say 22, 23 to be doing ultras at such a young age and coming back unscathed and fine. And then racing an obstacle course race, not that long after I, I just find that super impressive and just shows her overall durability and strength as an athlete. Well, and every minute she wasn't racing, she was volunteering. Yeah. So she's not getting off her feet. No. recovering in between it gets a kind of exhausting to standing around oh, yeah. doing that like <laughs> and especially there like it's such high energy in some of those spots with so many people going through those difficult obstacles it's, yeah she's 24 she's 24 apparently oh 24 good, 24 <laughs> but yeah she's just i was just super impressed with her as an athlete as a person you know, she's, she's my person of the week. <laughs> so like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, she, and she did all three distances, right? Yeah. 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 She did. And she was like competitive everywhere. She mm -hmm. was in the mix. So. Yeah. And always seems really happy too. smiling, cheering people on good yeah. attitude about it. Yeah. yeah. She's exactly what we need. Um, all right. So for the men's 3k started off and I think this would probably be the race that went most according to plan. Yeah, I don't know if anyone doubted that BJ was going to win the 3K. No, no. Quest, probably the only question remains is, would he still win if Atkins and John Alvin were there? And, and I'll tell you right now, I think yes. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and I, I, I think I, the bigger question would have been more so maybe if Leon had been at the top of his game. Yeah, I mean, Leon got seventh when he really hasn't been running no like I was I didn't expect him in the top 10 honestly I was like I, and I'd been joking with him before when I was still thinking I was going I'm like great Leon you can pace me like you know <laughs> hang at the back of the pack with me and pace me along I, I and he he himself like he didn't he if he could have pushed that downhill the way he normally would wow yeah it would have been tight I still think VJ gets it I just yeah I think yeah. running is just so good and I don't think the obstacles were technical enough that um, right. Leon could have made up the ground that VJ could take with the running. It just right. It's yeah. Not but so that one went according to plan. So then the 15K for the men, that was a little more. That was a lot of back and forth, actually. It was an exciting race to watch because really you couldn't have predicted when the race went off who was going to take that one. No, and it looked like VJ was gonna gonna do the do the doubling. Looked in completely control, and then all of a sudden, coming up that second climb, it was like, where did he go? Yeah. All of a sudden, Logan's up front, and Igor is chasing him, and Kempson's there, and and VJ's down back and forth and fifth. And it's like, oh my, just gone. Um, did you at all think was Kempson on your radar to win this one at all? Um. I, I probably could have put him in the top three for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I believe I did. I believe I had him third. Okay. I didn't, I did not see him beating either. I, I had, I believe when I did my picks, I had VJ Logan Kempson. I think could be wrong, but I know I definitely did not have Kempson in first. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. Just cause he's had a year that was, been, I'm going to say mediocre by his standards. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I thought, you know, I, I just assumed that would continue on as it was. I didn't see this, especially the finish, like he, the amount of energy he had going into that final section just to push. Yeah. I think he just 
he played to his own race strategy really, really well and didn't get wrapped up in the excitement of the start of the race. I think he knows to, he's someone who can take these massive risks on these more technical obstacles. And as long as he was within striking distance, if he could take things over in that last bit. So again, and then the team race, the team race was a little diluted a bit this year. Really, it didn't seem like there was a lot of yeah, so, yeah. Um, there were some fun teams to watch but it didn't I, I, just because of the lack of people you know so it's you know, yeah started, and then everybody had to be from the same country on the teams so yeah <laughs> which is really difficult it was nice to see team denmark and them do well that was great you know yeah that's a yeah. good team um jack bauer benny and uh oh i'm sorry i'm gapping on the woman that ran with them they did well too you know but yeah, there wasn't, you weren't going to touch, what was it, VJ, Logan, and Drew, I, they, they were untouchable. But yeah, it didn't, it just, the team one maybe lacked a little luster this year, but still looked like a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. um, did you see anything of the 100 meter? I did. Well, I saw some of the men's highlights. All right. I didn't okay. see the women's. Was it a young girl that won the women's? 14 years old. Wow. And she faced Ida in the final. Oh my goodness, that's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, she was clearly a, a young ninja girl. She knew she knew her stuff. She was clear. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of it? Because this would be like kind of the first time it's been here. It's very different. And it yeah. wasn't at all like the one they had back in 2019 in London. It was a very mm -hmm. different setup. So like it's shocking how fast people go through it, but to me, it kind of seemed like if you could jump, you did well. That's because it. some of these obstacles were just completely skipped if you could if you could leap far enough to just hit the bell and you'd skip the obstacle. So I think when you look at obstacle planning, maybe the obstacles could have been a little bit more difficult and that you actually had to engage with the obstacle <laughs> to complete it. <laughs> Are you telling me that there needs to be a rule for significant engagement? <laughs> No, but the oh. obstacle being designed that you can't avoid significant engagement. <laughs> yeah, I do think that next time maybe they need to take a few lessons from some of the ninja competitions because, I mean, this is the kind of thing they've run into lots of times. Yeah. And, and definitely when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to fly because yeah. the rigs were like 10 feet long and, and they're just a little yeah, too You far. can grab once, hit the bell, so you're not even really doing the obstacles. Well, actually, uh, I think it was on right around near the end where they made that final corner, uh, Benny versus VJ. Benny didn't grab anything he just jumped from one side and hit the bell on the other <laughs> i thought this was i thought this was really good for benny though like because sometimes benny gets a bit of, bit of grief you know yeah. he's not duck but he's a good guy and this really showed that he's got some great athletic ability and he can haul yeah. so i was, I was yeah. happy to see it was he a long uh, jumper in university or something i don't know he's a pretty tall dude and he's pretty athletic so <laughs> yeah. what did you think of joe morowski showing up that was awesome. So my first year, my first year at OCRWC, I met Michelle Warnke. Mm -hmm. and Jamie Ron was there too. She was at? Jamie Ron. He was there as well that year. Oh, okay. And I was like, this is so cool. Cause it's, it's, it is kind of this world where our worlds can combine mm -hmm. and like the hundred meters is perfect for people that come from Ninja Warrior to come and compete in it. And there's prize money. And I was just, I was starstruck when I met her <laughs> and uh, we had a little talk and um, so yeah, I was like, I, that was so cool. And he's a pretty big name in that world too. Well, he is, ar he's arguably the best. Well, until all the teenagers came in this year, um, <laughs> but no, he's, he's fantastic. He's super smooth and so good. And I've had a few conversations with him online, always been great and engaging and nice guy. So I was super surprised and just like, oh, wow. To see him there. And yeah, again, kudos to Benny and VJ because they, they pushed, you know, they, mm -hmm. you know, they pushed them in that. And that was after them spending all weekend on the mountain. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Joe coming in fresh. So, I mean, hats off to them. Sure. Get more of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I would, again, like, I think that maybe this opens the door because you're seeing Joe talk about it online. You're seeing him, you know, post about a comment. Like I'm seeing a comment on VJ's stuff now. And. Oh, that's cool. So hopefully this is opens the door and maybe next year our the, that 100 meter might be really competitive yeah and we better up the obstacle game a little bit and watch out for those teenagers because <laughs> well did you see american ninja warrior this year at all no i was a little behind so it took me a while i finally caught up and through it and 
man, if you're over 17, you're over the hill now. Oh, boy. These kids are killing it. They're just amazing. Well, you know, this is a world now they're growing up in. Yeah, yeah. It's so different. And I've said this too about OCR. Like My kids are growing up in a world where OCR has always existed. Whereas mm-hmm. my generation, most of us in OCR, we are previous athletes in something else. And we've transitioned to this. Whereas kids now, they've grown up in that world where it's always been. Yeah. And like, I mean, I look at my, my son is grown up in the ninja world. He started doing ninja when he was 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And now he coaches and stuff. And you put him in the 3K or the 15K, and I'm 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 not betting on him for anything. I'm not, he's gonna walk it. But, <laughs> you know, I'm betting he might make it back for dinner. But <laughs> but you put him on that hundred meter course there, and he's gonna contend with the big boys. And that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. You're exactly right. These kids are growing up with it, and it's mm-hmm. I think it's gonna make it more and more exciting. Yeah. I, I think that hundred meter is gonna be a real deal. Yeah. And definitely so streamable so presentable yeah that spectator friendly yeah which is one thing the sport kind of lacks being run in the mountains so next year if you big boys are not presenting this we will so you better do it (laughs) (laughs) all right well i think now we've gone enough and there's a thousand other things that we didn't get to touch on that we'll probably have to do another show to touch on yeah but time is of a premium and we got to get to our guests because super exciting to have with us Emma Cook-Clark coming off her big win at Spartan North American Championships. Hello. (laughs) Sorry, we're actually just talking about Lindsay. (laughs) Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, carry on. I'll just be here. We were just saying, because Beth asked if kind of the rumors about her taking a break and stuff were true. And I'm like, well, I don't know if you heard about it, but it's not really a rumor. She was on an interview with Matt and she said that next year she's going to kind of wind it down and shut it down a bit. Maybe just do a race here and there. Who wants to start thinking about having kids and getting a business, you know, moving on and stuff like that. So yeah, that's the whole deal. And I think, I think she's one of those people that ended up being like, she loves obstacle course racing, but I think it was one of those things she never expected to be that good at. And then all of a sudden it's there. And so, I mean, you gotta, you, keep you, can't, winning, let that, you so. can't let that go to waste. you got to roll with that when you've got an opportunity, yeah. but I think her heart always kind of lied in the, the family realm. Like that was what she wanted to do. That was her homemaking and right and like all the other activities that her and ryan both love doing whether it's just running in the mountains or biking or skiing like it's it's sometimes nice to be able to focus on those other things instead of having to only you know commit everything to obstacles yeah Yeah, it was almost like she's one of those people who so gifted and yet can compete so well and still didn't seem to have that competitive nature it was I can't understand it and whatever, but I mean, she's just, just amazing. And, you know, it'll be, let's just say it'll be an open door for some people. Oh, like Emma Cook Clark. Hey, hi, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope that Lindsay sticks around for a little while longer. She's like still pushing the limits of the sport so much that it would be, you know, great to see her continue to do that. But um, I completely understand that she might feel like a break, so. That's all good too. And I don't think it, it means she's done forever. I think, I mean, right. when I, when I chose to have kids, I was like, I don't know, I'm going to make plans for what's going to happen after, but then mm-hmm. like, you cut, you feel it in your heart if you want to keep doing it or not after. Right. Yeah. Cool. When I chose to have kids, I just went, ah, crap. What the hell was that? <laughs> well, I hope they're listening. Usually. No, they probably aren't, actually. They rarely do. And they're old now. They take care of themselves. I don't know where they are. Nice. That's convenient. So uh, I guess first thing we need to do is say congratulations. Uh, Thanks. Feel You are now blessed. Like, yeah, I guess you decided that three rodeos is the appropriate number of rodeos to win the championship. Three times the charm. (laughs) Did you, did you go in, did you, did you know that you were a favorite to do it? Did you, did you think you could, could win it? I, I don't really know. I didn't think much about it, actually. I I don't know. It's nice to not put much expectation on things and not much pressure. Um, And I, I still am at such like a, a stage where I don't know what my body can do, or I don't know how I'll perform on on obstacles or just on like a different style of event so um 
I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know. I, I, it could have really varied, you know, if I had have slipped off just a few of those obstacles that would have like dramatically changed the, the course of the race or if the cramping had have been worse and I was walking the whole second half, that would have changed it too. So I really think that, um, yeah, it really just like depends on the day. And just because I had a great day on Saturday doesn't mean that I could have had a, a less um, not finished in that position. <laughs> so let's just start with getting to the race and mm. <clears throat> the issues you had. So how they're just flying there. Was it, was it easy? Like did the flight there and everything was that okay? Did you get across the border? All right. Cause we yeah, know that, that was fine. Yeah. So then yeah, no, it's not bad. And the, the COVID testing to go down there is like quite simple. You get the results really quickly and it's quite inexpensive. So that was all good. Okay. And then what happened that wasn't so good? <laughs> um yeah I debated like sharing about that but uh it's kind of funny so in the end I decided to but um so my mom and dad came down as well because my brother lives just outside of San Francisco with his girlfriend they've been down there for a few years now just through work um and so we drove from the San Francisco airport in my rental car to their place and we just planned to visit for like a quick hour and then we were all heading out together um, they were going to drive their vehicle as well. Um, and so we got there and I paid for one hour of parking on the street because they only have one spot in their parkade. And my mom said, like, oh, should we like bring this stuff in or at least try and cover it? And I said, no way. Like, what? It's it's midday. It's a busy street. We're fine. Like, I love people. Why would they harm <laughs> us? <laughs> um, so we left all of our luggage in the back and then as we were about to go, my brother looked out the window and he basically just like collapsed into the couch. I felt so bad because he like, you know, blamed himself for it. But uh, yeah, somebody had come and stolen all of our stuff from the back. Um, and it's like, it's super calm in there. It happens like very often, unfortunately. So um, yeah, but uh, I, I should have brought my passport in with me. I didn't, um, but oh. I got to the car and I looked in the trunk and it was this like, I had this small like carry-on bag that was um, black and th they must've just like not had enough hands to grab it or it blended in or whatever. So it was left in the car. And so I got to the car and I like celebrated so much and everyone before they got there, they're like, what is it there? And I was like, well, no, but, like we all have our passports. So that was Yay, the I've been thing. robbed. <laughs> I know best day ever <laughs> um no so it really like it could have been so much worse and um even just like the the quick visit that we had had with my brother and his girlfriend like even if that was all that the weekend was it still would have been worth it so um like small inconvenience but uh everything like worked out really well given that where do they live because like if, if this is a frequent thing I just want to know if I ever end up there like to you know yeah I know yeah so they live in Oakland which like oh it is common I know I know but it also is really so I can't fully fault them for living there it's even there is like ridiculously expensive to rent so yeah, yeah we're not even gonna get into rental property <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah yeah so you um you lost all your running gear yeah I did so. Yeah, but I just was, uh, I was really mostly just trying to focus on like staying calm and relaxed and like remembering to eat and drink because I knew that it was going to make the day longer on that Thursday to like sort everything out and then drive up and stuff. So I just tried to like stay relaxed and positive because that's like what was going to harm me more than anything. Yeah, um, I probably would yeah. meltdown. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Um, I wouldn't want to be around Bethany if that happened to her. I'd like go hide in the corner and just let her rain. <laughs> I mean, I think if I was tired, I probably would have had a meltdown for sure. Um, but no, the, like my biggest concern was obviously the passport and wallet, but also the running stuff. But it worked out so well because Nicole had like brought everything extra just in case she was like oh by the way I've got like running belts in case anyone wants to try one of those and I've got socks and like she brought extra hydration bladders so in that sense it like couldn't have worked out any better because I didn't have to buy anything before the race like I, I looked for underwear but I couldn't find any so other than that like everything I needed was <laughs> was provided so 
that was perfect. So it was just Nicole's traveling magic closet that helped you. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And then um, she had ordered a pair of the VJ Mac shoes for me, um, but she got them sent to, to, I think, Steve Hammond in Tahoe. So those arrived. So I had shoes to wear. Um, I borrowed Ariel Fitzgerald's shorts that she had. You saw um, the post about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. And then, um, yeah, other than that, Nicole had everything. That's insane. And like, the fact that you, it's like Bethany said that like this kind of stuff can really rattle people and yeah. throw them off. Yeah, it was, I, it was so nice attitude. having my family there. Like um, my brother William and his girlfriend, like were super helpful in helping, like drive me around to do rental car things or like use their phone because I didn't have service down there. So um, yeah, having having like supportive people around was certainly helpful. <laughs> That's so you get to the race and then, you know, off we go, you get to start line and you set off. You took this out again. You, you, you went out fast and went out first. How were you feeling during the run that all this stuff now is washed away and you're just focused on the run and. Yeah. Yeah. It was so nice down there. Holy cow. It's so beautiful. Um, being at a spot that I've seen so many like winter videos of people skiing it's a legendary spot so to be there in the summer and like have the opportunity to race and work hard was so cool um so yeah I was just like taking it all in and loving it I think that's the nice thing about a bit of a longer race like these ones too is like you have time to look around you're not just redlining the entire time mm -hmm. and so that's what I was trying to remind myself on the first climb like don't get don't get too excited and carried away. There's plenty of plenty of time to like hurt later. So um, I just tried to go at like a comfortable pace for me. Um, like tried to simmer it down, but not like just go very slowly. <laughs> so two things, and, and actually this is almost a question for both of you. How did it feel when you heard that they would not be water, meaning no swim and no water obstacles? And then mm -hmm. Bethany how pissed off were you that there was water when you had to do it? <laughs> I don't <You> understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Were you there in um, 2019? Is that the year? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That sounds amazing. Uh, am amazingly hard. <laughs> oh gosh. That's so impressive. <laughs> yeah. It is funny that it wasn't this year. Like this year would have been the perfect year because it was so hot and dry, but uh they can't, they can't predict that going in. I was, I like, I, I was honestly kind of indifferent. I was excited about the swim. I thought that'd be kind of like fun, change it up. And I love, that's like largely what I love about these races is how different they are. Like everything's always changing and you can't predict how you're going to feel after you do something. Um, so I was like, yeah, I, I wasn't like super upset, but I also wasn't super excited either. Um, it's kind of nice in some ways not having those like muddy dunk walls. I find those are a bit like yeah. gross, gross sometimes. And yeah, you're just like, they mess with your rhythm, which is good in some ways, but uh, they're a bit bizarre. And like jumping into an unknown spot, like with unknown footing, I don't, I'm never all that comfortable with it. Um, just cause you can, you can do some damage pretty quickly. That's how um, um, Rylan, yeah. Broke his heel. Yeah, broke his. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. It's brutal. Um, I think. Don't but it was. Anyway. I think. I think the nicer thing for me was that it was like dry and not humid, and that just made it a lot easier on the, the bar type obstacles that I still need work on. <laughs> mm -hmm. So as you went at the climb, up at the top, of the climb was a spear throw. Um, yeah. Obviously, this is something you're still working on. You're still new with. Um, and everybody struggles with it everyone even even some of the bester people it's a 50 50 shot were you thinking in your head because you were pulling away at that point that i need to get enough of a lead that if i miss my spear i can still stay competitive <laughs> yeah i think so i i don't know if it was specifically about the spear but just in general like just do what you can when you can so that you can make up for the things that you can't do <laughs> Um, so I wasn't like dwelling on it in my mind. Oh no, I'm going to miss a spear. Therefore I have to get a gap. I just, uh, just tried to do what was like 
smart and comfortable, still keeping in mind that it was a long race. And even if I failed the spear and some other things, hopefully I'd still have enough time um, and like fire underneath me to, <laughs> to pick up the slack from that. Yeah, because that was the point when, when Annie caught back up to you. Mm-hmm. She made her spear. Incident, yeah. Her spear was, you know, I'm not trying to knock Annie. She's amazing. That was the luckiest spear I've ever seen. <laughs> I know. Died and I know. Yeah. Like that does, you couldn't do that if you tried a million times. <laughs> I know. When she was describing it to us afterwards, we were like, what, Annie? How is that possible? Are you delusional? Like in the side of it? And then sure enough, that's what happened. But no, it was, it was so perfect actually that, well, I like, obviously I'm happy for Annie, very happy, but um, I loved that she made it and I didn't because it was so fun to run together up top and to, to be like on the obstacles at the top. It was really cool. Well, and it gave that great back and forth. I mean, you would pull away a little mm-hmm. bit on the run and then you'd see it like on some of the obstacles where she would just, you know, Annie flows Destroy. good. Destroy. <laughs> good on those obstacles yeah she's yeah. got some roots yeah she, all right she smoked she kicked your ass on the yeah. let's just say <laughs> but um yeah it was that great back and forth and i always love that battle when it's that uh, you know the obstacle person versus the runner and it was just it was fun to see um you did however do really really well on the tar- tyrolean traverse oh yeah yeah, you smoked that. That was like, and uh, I think Mickey commented that that was the first one we saw you actually were faster than her on. It looked really good. Thanks. Yeah, that and maybe a few of the carries, but um, the bar ones, I still need to uh, work on some some technique and confidence and proficiency on them. <laughs> but I also was just like really wanting to not fall off. So took things a little conservative, maybe. Well, I think if we look back to, I guess it was Asheville you raced before, right? Mm-hmm. And you had quite a few failures in Asheville. And this race, <laughs> it was just a spear throw, wasn't it? That was your only miss? Yeah. I mean, that's a good race. That's mm-hmm, fantastic. Even if, you, even if you took your time on the obstacles, that's still great. Um, <clears throat> you wore gloves this time. Yeah, on some of the things. Yeah, Nicole had lent me some Gorilla Grip gloves. Opsy, told you they were the girl with gloves. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best ones you can buy from Home Depot for this. <laughs> <laughs> good, nice. Yeah, they felt good. Um, I'm not sure because everything was dry. I don't know if they were like necessary, but. So why do you wear gloves then? Okay, why did Nicole <laughs> suggest to wear them? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I think like mostly for if it was wet and cold, that seems to be where like most of the benefit is made, but sounds like, I don't know, some people might wear them all the time. Maybe it's preference for me. I think it was like a, okay, we had talked about these fancy gorilla grip grip gloves. Um, I want to not fall off things. I'm going to wear them and trust that like by putting this thing on my hand, it's going to make it easier and I'm going to stick on like a gorilla. So I think it was more like a mental thing. And I think that's probably why I ended up having them on for Olympus. Some people afterwards were like, why are you wearing them on Olympus? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because you kind of got them stuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I pinched the one with my other hand. <laughs> Still yeah. need to work on Olympus for sure. The thing, the thing with the gloves, I wear them a lot often, but I wear them to protect my hands in between the technical obstacles. Oh, cool. I'll wear them like over walls and I'll wear them on Olympus too. Cause that's another one where oh, yeah. okay. the rough edges can cause your hands to tear. And yeah. in a really hot day, like you guys had, I would wear them too on the bars because the bars get so hot that they actually melt. Oh, the ew. Oh. That's why oh. I, I'm a glove geek. Okay. He's a, glue, a shoe geek. And you know, cool. <laughs> I've never <laughs> worn gloves ever. Wow. But Dave swears by them. Dave has a collection. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, that's great if you don't need them. Well, that's I don't know awesome. if I don't need them. <laughs> and I try to tell people they're a lot like shoes. There's a time and a place for every one of them, right? You got the right shoe right. for the right time. You got the right glove for the right time. The right time. Yeah. And if you wear the wrong one at the wrong time, it's going to go really bad. Right. Yeah. So, Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And just, uh, just your thing. Yeah. You, you're going across Olympus and put the one hand on top of the other. It, Normally, you can slip out when it's just your hand when that glove it didn't work. But you were so composed. Yeah, oh, thanks. Like, oh, look, my glove has fallen off. I shall fix it and then carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so 
how did you feel, uh, Gene, just getting across the line? I mean, we noticed that was the best kick you had. Like you started sprinting across that line. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Were you excited? Did it, had it sunk in, you know, what you'd done? I, a little bit, but I think like during the race, you're focused on what you're doing, um, which is competing, um, but you're not focused on, for me at least, I wasn't like, I'm competing at the North American Spartan Championships. It's like, I'm competing in a race. Like, it's me, and it's Annie, and it's Rhea, and it's Alex, and it's Ariel, and it's Lauren. It's like, it's, we're all just in this race together. Um, and so same with at the finish line. Like, it's not like I'm like, wow, this is like extra special, you know? It just like, it was awesome to be able to finish it. And um, there was a time like up that, going up that second climb where, like everything started cramping on my legs and I'm not that like used to that. So it kind of freaked me out. I was like, is this going to just get way worse and totally everything's going to lock up and I'm going to have to walk it in and like say bye to 20 people that passed me or is this going to like be okay and I can run it off. So like there was no point in the race that I was like, oh, I can relax or, oh, I've got this or, oh, I'm winning. Like it, it was always this interesting like let's see what happens let's see what happens <laughs> keep going um so yeah I was definitely just like really um happy to to get over that line and get over it feeling pretty healthy and um knowing that Annie was really close behind as well uh, I was like in my head I was kind of hoping that she would like catch me or, or pass me and win because um she's just like being doing so well not just this year but for a long time and I like look up to her a lot and as a teammate and friend too it's like it's it'd be so fun to see her succeed and um so yeah anyway I was happy <laughs> well I was gonna ask how much respect you gained going head to head with Annie here but there's no need to do that so <laughs> I mean it's obvious she's she is fantastic and seems like just a, a great person how was it again for the three of you? So the three of you on the dream team, you're all racing together. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously the more and more the season has gone on, the more it looks like Nicole knows exactly what she's doing. Mm -hmm. How does that feel to three of you? Like, do, do you work together? Is it, you know, cause I mean, this is kind of the first real separate team, you know, real that I would think that I could come. I mean, if, I don't know if you can think of another one, Bethany, where there's been kind yeah. of that team unity. Um, how does that work with all you guys together? Is it, is, you know, have you guys bonded? Is, you know, has it been helpful? Absolutely helpful. Yeah, I think for like I've I've spent most time with Ariel because we're both in Calgary, and that's been like tremendous. It's like she's a new best friend, but we're also like doing this same thing together. So we've got lots um lots to share notes about, which is great. And then being down there and meeting. Um, Nicole in person and also getting to spend more time with Annie like we all we all had a, a house that we rented just outside of the area and um, it was so special to spend time together and it like took some of the attention off the race because we just got to like laugh and share stories and get to know each other a little bit more um, and then also it it was really helpful like going into the race to have everybody there to talk about oh, what are you wearing? And instead of just like you in your own room, like, oh, I don't know what to wear. I'm so, <laughs> so exciting. Um, you'd have like these great opinions from everybody. So to have Nicole there, give her input and then Annie and then Ariel, because everyone is ultimately fairly different in what they need and, and prefer. So um, anyway, it's just been awesome and definitely helpful <laughs> having uh, something like this to be part of I think it definitely helps going into a new sport where like everyone's new but yet a lot or not everyone's new to me but a lot of those people like know each other pretty well that can be kind of intimidating but um, to kind of have this other means to get to be close with people has been really special and then um, during the race as well like it, it reminds me a little bit of cross country days when you've got your team of like five to seven and you're all competing and yeah, you're still like going against each other in some way, but you're, you're doing it as a team. So like, hopefully <laughs> you can still be competitive, but like in a supportive way um, and you can bring each other up. There's this sign at the Spartan venue that I took a photo of 
that I really liked. And it was like, if you want to lift yourself up, like lift other people up or something. Um, that not quite is, it, it was more nicely worded than that. But um, I just think that's like such a great principle and it's completely what Nicole is doing. And if she can lead that way, then, then other people will be able to lead as well at different levels and follow along. And yeah, I really think that that's like how we perform best is not by like tearing each other apart, um, throwing each other under the bus or like, you know, trying to reveal something about somebody that you don't like. Like if we can just be supportive and, and try and be happy for each other and be like empowered by the results of other people, even if it means that they are like, they perform better than you, then I, I think that that will allow like the individual and the sport to grow as much as possible. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I would being a varsity athlete as well, cross country just was always my most favorite between, between cross country and track. And it was definitely the team aspect because although running is an individual sport cross country, because all your points get together as a team, it's the one time when each person on your team that you're racing, but the better they do, you do as well as a team. And it's just, it was something really special that when I graduated uh, from university, I really, really missed that. And it's hard mm-hmm. to get out to the racing world outside of collegiate sport. You don't really get that anymore. So you ha- kind of have that now with what you have with these girls and your success and their success, it's all, it works together. And the better they do, the better you do. And that's mm-hmm. just rare, I think, in an individual sport that you get something like that. So I think that's really special. And I love hearing how you guys have bonded that way. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm excited, Ariel and I can convince them to come up this way and we can do like a, a training camp in the mountains or something and hang out because, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a bunch of special people. Mm-hmm. And that's not just specific to the Dream Team, like everyone, everyone down there is, or down at this race is, is pretty, pretty incredible and it'd be nice to get more time all together. I was super impressed with the B team. Yeah, I, I know. I, lo- I saw those shirts and I was like, God, it's, I want to buy one. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I need to buy one of those shirts. That's fantastic. I was yeah. buying one. I love it. I know. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. And, and yeah, I mean, Alex Walker on the B team is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Or other girls in different seasons too, right? Oh, yeah. like Ashley Heller. Like, yeah, yeah. They're um, great. And yeah. They're, that's an amazing sense of humor. And just, I, I yeah. honestly, if they did yeah. sell, I will buy them. I will definitely buy them. Wear one. Well, they could. They could like use it as a nice fundraiser. Oh, it was <laughs> but yeah, it's so funny. funny yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. So do you guys have specific orders when Nicole's come comes back that you're not allowed to pass her? Is that the rule though? Like, you know. Well, I'm not allowed you can, to you tell can you be that, good. That's but... okay, but you cannot pass the coach. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll just help push her along. <laughs> this is part of their non-disclosure agreement. That's exactly exactly. So she made you sign that just so that you could get in her shoes, right? She's yeah, like, or I just you know, I just won't race right. the races she's in. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so your races. So what's what's next? Are you going to make it to? Are you going to go to Abu Dhabi? Are you going to do Telluride? What are we going to do? Uh, I think Abu Dhabi. Um, yeah, something crossed my mind, and I was like excited about maybe trying Telluride. I was like, "Wow, twenty-four hour race! That'd be awesome! Let's go!" And then in the race, I kind of like felt something in my hip and I was like, whoa, what are you thinking? Like, sure, you might have like the head space for it and your muscles might like kind of be okay, but that doesn't mean like everything else can handle it. <laughs> so <laughs> chill out and do it another time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was thinking of maybe doing a trail race in Squamish in mid-October, but um, even that, things are just like a little bit rushed. Um, so I might just enjoy being around home in the mountains more. It's really nice at this time of year and then um, focus on work as well. And then, um, yeah, kind of maybe plan for Abu Dhabi. It seems kind of crazy to to travel that far, but at the same time, what a neat chance to go somewhere so different. I think it'd be an amazing experience. Yeah. 
that I bet like Beth used to live out there. So yeah. I lived in Dubai for a few years. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Send me a message before you go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Was that um recently or a while ago? Um, so that was it um just over it was 10 years ago-ish now. Cool. Wow. That's so neat. Mm. What a different place. Yeah, so I would I would love to go back if I had if I was racing for sure. That was the plan if I was racing. I still have friends um, there. So yeah. yeah. Things are looking like they need a bit more time for you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I okay. think I think they could end up having it there two years in a row. So you might still be in luck. Yeah. Back, yeah. Head yeah. back to the desert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. So we noticed also that you have jumped into OCR stars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do, you, do you actually know what you're in for? Not really. No, <laughs> I just, they, I, they've been like trying to get more women involved. So I was like, okay, I'll do that thing. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I'll, um, I'll do what I can, but, um, I'm not, I don't think I'm like specifically training for it. Um, but I'll just continue my training for work and for this and um and see how it goes, but mostly like a fun thing. <laughs> well, again, you know, just to, to to praise Bethany, she was third place last year in OCR stars. Whoa, wow. To Lauren, Ida, and then me. Okay, wow. I had a blast wow. with it last year. There was nothing going on, so we just went. Yeah full force into OCR stars and it was awesome it was a really good competition that's awesome congrats I really I apologize I need to look into it a little bit more and I'll go oh. look up last year <laughs> and fangirl you <laughs> it's uh it's looking interesting because you already released what the first workout is oh yeah yeah the, the run three mile, the three mile run mm -hmm. so I mean so last year was a six mile which definitely worked in my favor mm, right yeah, hmm. last year was two two gym type workouts, a six mile and a one mile. Oh wow! Quick. So this this year, what we know so far is a one mile, something to do with deadlifts. <laughs> yeah, and uh, something to do with pull ups as well is what I've heard. So perfect. <laughs> well, maybe you guys could uh, Beth, you could enter in the non running ones. I think I might. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can I was... probably fake it for the runs. No. <laughs> no. We, we won't let you. I know it's so hard. I know. But anyway, um, do you have anything else for Emma for tonight, Beth? No, that was great. It's so great to catch up with you, Emma. Um, we're super proud of you for your, uh, your results there in Tahoe. You ran an amazing race. Thanks. Thank you much, so much for asking to have me on. I was so excited to talk with you guys. My, my favorite Canadians. <laughs> I feel like family. <laughs> oh, anytime, anytime whatsoever. And hopefully after a lot more wins and a lot more podiums. Okay. Wow. 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 We'll see about that. <laughs> and, and a lot less crime. That would be better. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like kept my bag my passport bags so close to me the rest of that weekend you're like you know you can like leave that right and like no i can't <laughs> i'm gonna race with it <laughs> that's what was actually in the belt wasn't it, it was a passport <laughs> yeah in the bladder yeah, exactly. and then a passport yeah you got it <laughs> okay thank you so much nice to see you both thank you emma talk to you soon bye, bye. yeah